0: hey everyone this is brian from the Amata world podcast and here today we've got a bonus episode which were extracts from our chat with mohammed of Amonica brands almost two months ago now but there was some really good material that we had to cut out for the published episode you can find the episode link in the description for the current episode but yeah here's the bonus material that we had to cut out enjoy
1: so a lot a lot to unpick there. <laughs> I don't envy you guys.
0: <laughs> well, you you kinda of mentioned gaming. I kinda of wanna maybe bring, you know, focus on that a little bit. I think there's still a stigma in a lot of gaming communities that basically, you know, blockchain is bad, NFTs is bad That's reading reading games like what what does that more say to that?
1: Yeah, so I think we, I alluded to the, to the beginning of that in, in the previous point is that we need to stop selling the tech. We need to stop okay. using terms like NFTs. Quick note, when free-to-play was introduced, there was a big uproar, backlash to free-to-play games. So it's, it's not new for the gaming community to not want something innovative or something new. So it's, it's now more the case of focusing on the front end Let's start building games people genuinely want to play. When we talk about gaming, why do people play games? For me, for two fundamental reasons. Number one, the game is fun. And number two, there's a community around the game. Look at most games that that people play. That's the reason why. Or they just have that 10-minute toilet break, again, depending on the type of game. That's more for your MMO RPGs, AAA games, double A games. Then you've got your casual, hyper casual games on the other end of the spectrum. And that's it's in America, for example, it tends to be your your middle aged mums who who are the, the biggest spenders. Who, excuse me, who are the biggest spenders in like your Candy Crush or your Animal Crossing based games. It, it's you think really, yeah, really it is. But again, different demographics have have different needs. But back to your point, it's developing games that people want to play without talking about Web three, without talking about blockchain, without talking about NFTs. This is a game like Call of Duty, like EVE Online, I don't know, like FIFA. does it make a difference what kind of vertical it falls in. You launch it as a standard game. And then once people are in, they start discovering what Web3 is. They start discovering NFTs. They start discovering tokens. And you have all of that baked in the back end. And if I'm playing a game and all of a sudden just like... I have this, I've unlocked a character or, or I've unlocked an in-game item. And then I find out that this in-game item is one of 100 and it's worth $10,000. You can be guaranteed that I'm going to go through all the pain points of creating a MetaMask, kyc on an exchange, making sure my MetaMask has some gas fees in terms of Ethereum. I'm even going to learn to bridge it to Polygon, to be able to access the marketplace, to sell to make 10k. At that point, I'm motivated to do so. Because I've come in, I've played the game, I've unlocked an asset that has value, and now I want to cash in on that asset. Or it might be that I now have one of 100 swords or guns or whatever this in-game item is, and I'm OP, I'm very overpowered with with, with what I can do, and it really helps in my gameplay, and I don't want to sell. And then I start discovering that actually I can upgrade this item by buying these NFTs on the side, and you you transition people through a natural progression from from Web 2 into Web 3. So, for me, that's the big thing. Stop selling the tech. Let's focus on building really cool and sexy front ends, games people want to play, and we take it from there.
0: So, basically, if it brings some kind of value, people will learn anything if, it, if it's connected to like the MetaMask or Like, even if UX is not perfect. Speaking about the hype, so right now, starting from like November, like a lot of people, I think you even saw the kind of image that there are a lot of, like the driveway and a lot of cars, and some of them they're pivoting and just like coming back. And okay, this is the web three specialist turning into AI specialist. So, do you think that AI is kind of like a still in the focus, or it's actually helping the web three metaverse everything? Because now people over there are for creating something like a value rather than just for money.
1: True, I think AI is a contentious topic depending of your mindset towards AI. So I have two comments on this. The second one is going to be my personal opinion. The first AI is a means to an end. It's not the end itself. So as opposed to designers wasting tens and tens of hours coming up with initial concepts, you can come up with a concept quite quickly, and then you, then you can get the human element to start focus on developing that, that, that content itself. So from that aspect, I do feel there's a lot of ways we can leverage AI to help speed up what it is that we do. My personal opinion, and this is sort of like me going deep down crypto rabbit hole, blue pool, red pool, that kind of stuff is, we have AI, artificial intelligence, and we have what I call something called HI, which is human intelligence. And actually DAO structures allow us to optimize human intelligence en masse. We just haven't seen it yet. And then it comes to a point where well, what can solve a problem more efficiently? Do we give it to an AI or do we give it to a combination of humans in a DAO structure to be able to come up with a solution or come up with what's needed versus an AI? And for me, the blockchain technology, it powers HI from, from that aspect. And we can, And then that just means that humanity is not doomed. We're not going to have like, what was it, in Terminator? Skynet? Yeah, we're not gonna have Skynet where ten, fifteen years down the line, the human population has been eradicated and we're down to like five percent left and we're all fighting for our lives in some dystopian future. I hope that's never the case.
0: Yeah. Wow. I, I guess you know a lot of people are also thinking that AI could be a big, a big part of the metaverse because if you're thinking about trying to populate a lot of these worlds, one of the big, I guess, problems is trying to attract people into these virtual worlds that people you know, put a lot of time to create. And traditionally how uh, like, I, I I know there's some examples of Web2 companies, how they dealt with a problem to begin with. I can't remember what platform was it, Reddit or something. They, when they initially started, you know, they had to put their own posts and the founders were logging in different accounts and replying to themselves basically, just to kind of almost show that some, there's some kind of activity, but that, that hardly scales. Whereas AI, you can almost see that you could create, you know, like lifelike interactions or very social interactions within virtual spaces without having to rely on having too many people. Um, Do you think that we're, uh, I don't know, what what do you think about that sort of? Of so so, so
1: I, it's it goes back to the point it's a means to an end because as opposed to having to get with the reddit example as opposed to having to get the founders posting again and again and replying to their messages you get an ai to do that but the reason what's the purpose of doing that getting someone to reply to themselves or having ai bots so to speak within a metaverse that you can interact with it's to get more real life users in because they'll come into the platform they'll see there are people in here if it's in the reddit example there are people communicating here wait this person shares shares a similar opinion to me, or I completely disagree. I need to give this person an idea of of what like of what I'm thinking. And keyboard warrior style activated, or the other end, I go into a metaverse, and all of a sudden it's not empty, interacting with people, but I, I don't necessarily know their people. Some might be real, some might be AIs. So it helps to bootstrap the the initial adoption. And I think in terms of adoption of platforms, what's super interesting is. The, we can have what works conventionally, which is marketing. And you look at some of the most successful tokens during, from, from a price action perspective, during the bull market, and you, we had two meme coins in the top ten. I uh, was it Shiba Inu and um, Doge. Why? Well, Doge is, was one of the very first meme coins, so that's self-explanatory. But Shiba Inu, it was everywhere. Like it was on billboards, it was on TikTok, it was on Instagram. They, they like they spent was it a hundred percent of any money raised on marketing so marketing even done in a web two sense, is still pretty effective to get people's eyes in on a product the issue is then retention but the other side of it which is the bottom up the way of bringing people bottom up is by content creators is now all of a sudden you need content creators for these different metaverses for these different games for these different experiences and so now that the content creators are building things some of these content creators have followers some don't have followers yet and they start bringing their follower base into these different metaverses. So for me, it's, it's a combination of both. And then AI is, is a nice layer in the middle to sort of bind everything together at the beginning.
0: Yeah, I think all of this is connected like AI, metaverse, XR, Web3. So it's kind of like in one package and we probably help each other on the way. Hope you enjoyed this bonus clip from our chat with Mohammed. Stay tuned. We've got more exciting guests coming up. See you in the next one. Bye. we